Welcome to Winning Minds. We're not negative, we're positive. We don't get bitter, we get better. We don't lose, we win. We understand that life is more than what happens to you. It's about how you respond. And that response starts in your mind. And if you can change your mind, change what, how, and the way you think, you will change your life. Welcome to a positive mind, a better mind, a winning mind. I am your host, Fred Lavalley, and this is the Winning Minds Podcast. Alan Griffin is the head coach of the girls' varsity basketball team at Gainesville High School. I really enjoyed this conversation with Coach Griffin as we talked about taking advantage of the small opportunities that come your way, because those little ones bring you closer to the bigger ones. He also spoke about how games are won and lost, seasons are good and seasons are bad, but growth and relationships last a lot longer than any particular joy after winning or pain after losing. This truly is a winning conversation about creating memories and teaching lessons. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode and that it contributes to your next winning decision. Welcome to Winning Minds. We are back to have another great time, another great episode exploring a local winning mind. He is actually a winning coach here in town. Coach Alan Griffin, the head coach of the girls varsity basketball team of our high school, Gainesville High School, with the city where I live and reside. Gotten to know coach a little bit. Um, so go ahead, coach, just go ahead and let people know a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got into coaching, just kind of passing you the ball. Go ahead and run with it. Yeah, man. Well, Fred, thanks for having me. Um, really have enjoyed getting to know you a little bit over at school and um, seeing what you do and what you're about. And um, you know, I, Alan Griffin from uh, originally from Augusta, Georgia, um, went to college at Carson Newman University uh, in East Tennessee, uh, went there to play football, um, was a was a kicker. So I got to experience that for four years and um, really was around a winning culture, winning mindset. Um, Played for a legendary Division II coach named Ken Sparks, who passed away a couple of years ago, but uh, he is one of the best to ever do it. And while I was at Carson Newman, I <laughs> I got a degree in religion. Um, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with myself or <clears throat> my life, but I wanted to wanted to explore more about about theology and, and did that and ended up getting a job teaching high school religion at, at a high school in Columbus, Georgia, Pacelli, uh, Pacelli High School. And um, I was there for nine years. And while I was there, and while I was there, um, while I was at Pacelli, I started coaching and getting involved with uh, athletic administration and um, coached football and basketball and became, eventually became the athletic director there. Um, and after spending nine years in Columbus, uh, we, me and my wife decided we needed to get a little bit closer to family. She's originally from East Tennessee. Um, so we started looking in Northeast Georgia and I became the athletic director at uh, White County High School. I was at White County High School for two years and uh, realized that I really, really missed uh, the interaction that a coach has with kids. Um, so I started uh, looking for coaching opportunities 
Um, whereas, uh, as the athletic director, you're, you're dealing with adults all day mm-hmm. and, um, was fortunate enough to get the job at Gainesville high school and, uh, been there now for four years and have absolutely loved it. Um, gotten to meet a lot of great people and, and great, get to work with a great faculty and staff there. So, um, I'm currently enjoying my time here, here in Gainesville as a school counselor and basketball coach. Wow. Very good. And what he, he was alluding to as we've gotten to know each other, I mentor at the high school. I go down there once a week, sometimes twice, if I'm able to with work permitting, and I'm able to visit a couple students there that I'm mentoring and trying to just help kind of coach along academically, behaviorally, whichever. And just through that, we've crossed paths many times, but actually we first got to know each other when you, it was during, it was months ago, you had a, it was a free camp on Sundays for, for an hour or two open to all ages. And I enjoyed basketball. I played in high school. It's still my favorite sport and we saw it. And so my wife and I said, Hey, let's bring our daughter to it. And so she's six years old. So she gets there. She's the littlest one there. (laughs) She's just there having fun playing around and my son's in the corner, shooting basketball, having a good time. So did that several weekends in a row got spoke a few times and met more at the school and just the relationship grew through that so it's been it's been a good time i've thoroughly enjoyed it and look forward to bringing my daughter eventually haven't made it to any more of the practices or anything but i know she wants to just trying to make it uh make time to go ahead and do that now you said you were you were a kicker in college yeah i, I was a punter Oh, I was going to say, are, are you a football fan as you watch the games this weekend or, or yesterday when both of the games came down to the last second field goal at the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I hate to admit it. I don't really get into the NFL that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't follow, follow too closely to, to NFL games. Just for whatever reason, could never get get into them. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I punted and punted throughout high school and college. And, um, you know, I, I, I like to say that punters are more of a football player than place kickers because punters are are actually a part of the defense. So, you know, well, I'm I'm a I was a high world class athlete at one point. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, I'm gonna have to send my son. He's been getting in more and more into football, so I'll let him watch games just so he can understand. Uh, right. His understanding was very minimal. So I'm like, let me, let me let you watch more and more and more. And then his pat just this past week, he's like, let's go outside and practice punting. And so he's trying to punt the ball around parking lots. And I'm like, watch out for that car. Watch out for that over here. So I'll, I'll, I'll have to bring him along one day, get some, get some tips for how to kick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, he's in the house. He's like, can I punt it in the house? I'm like, no, you can't. No, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's that's, that's kind of unique how you grew up football, would you think? You were good enough to play it in college, which is phenomenal, no matter what level it might have been uh, at, yeah. at the school. That, that's incredible. But go from that to coaching girls basketball. Um, is, you, you were athletic director before at the previous school. Did you also coach basketball there, or how did that yeah. work? Yeah, I um, so I, I grew up playing basketball. My dad was actually a high school basketball coach. My dad coached a lot of girls uh, basketball. Um, he was more successful than I was. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I first started teaching and coaching, like I said, I was teaching religion at a small private school. And um, when you work at a small school, you're asked to do a lot of things. And 
um, one of the, I got hired originally as a teacher and a football coach and the football coach at the time was also the athletic director who hired me. And uh, he took me to lunch one day and he said, Hey man, listen, I, I need a favor. Um, and I, I had only been on the job for about two weeks. He said, I, I need a favor. I need you to coach middle school basketball this year. And I, I jumped at it. Uh, and I absolutely fell in love with coaching basketball um, at, at the middle school level first. And while I was at Pacelli for those nine years, I, I coached football and basketball. Um, and so a year after I took the middle school team over, uh, the varsity boys job opened up. So I took the I, I was the varsity boys coach at Pacelli for eight years, um, along with coaching football there as well. Wow. So uh, and then four or five years into being there, um, the athletic director position opened up. So I, I took that and I was doing that that as well. Um, so, like I said, while I was there, it was a small school, had the opportunity to wear many hats which yeah. was great because um, me and my wife didn't have children yet, or we had just had our first when I became athletic director. So um, we were able to, she taught at the school as well. We were, we, we were able to pour all of our heart and soul into, into that job being there. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. It's your story is similar. I just, uh, a podcast or two ago, I had uh, Adrian Cromwell, coach Cromwell on. Yeah. And his is, it's so similar your stories is just an opportunity came middle school uh -huh. and just jumping at it and saying, Hey, I'll roll with it and enjoying it and just doing your best and pouring your heart and soul into it. And other people recognizing it and saying, Hey, here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. Instead of yeah. turning your nose up and saying, Oh, middle school basketball, that's beneath me. Instead it was, let's go for it. Let's do it. Jumping into it. And it creates opportunities that, almost like a ladder that you climb up i thought i find that very interesting just how your stories are so similar in that just jumping at the first opportunity and then yeah. climbing the ladder quote unquote immediately after that it's fascinating and i think that's true in in any business or venture you take on is you know opportunities start start small and grow into something more um you always hear about paying your dues but you can have a lot of fun and get a lot of value while you're paying those dues wow very good yes i was talking with somebody just this past week unrelated to all this but this kind of that that same idea came out of paying your dues and i appreciate how you said it's you can also enjoy it at the same time it doesn't have to be this grueling tormenting right. horrible experience it's starting at the bottom but you can still enjoy it at the same time that's very good life, life's too short not to enjoy every day so yeah. if you're, you know, if your job isn't what you want it to be, we'll, we'll make it the job you want it to be. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I've always kind of heard that is to uh, work towards the job you want, but, but also create it, you know, take, take the opportunities in your job, whatever it may be, to really take pride in it and to enjoy it and to make it unique to your strengths. Yeah. And that reminds me, when I graduated college, they, got, they gave us one of the books in your little graduation packet. It was mm -hmm. a bunch of quotes and all this stuff, and I didn't read it all. I just kind of <laughs> thumbed through a couple of pages like, yeah, whatever. It's kind of cheesy. But I did read one quote, <laughs> and it did make an impact. It said, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. 
Absolutely. And that's and that's exactly what I did. I, I've had plenty of good mentors and my own pastor and my own parents and great people around me that have poured and have helped me to develop into who I am. But I do remember reading that one and I made it a point in the first job that I had full time is I would show up and there would be people in jeans and a T-shirt or whatever and maybe a polo. But I showed up to work every day, business casual, just thinking I'm dressing for the job that I want not the job I have. And what you were just saying right now, if you don't have the job that you want, make it the job you want. Yep. Do what you can do, have the, a different perspective and it will make a difference. And I know it did help me to maintain gratitude and maintain perspective through all that. What are some of the challenges, a specific challenge uh, that you have faced in your career so far of coaching and being an administrator and dealing with young men and young women? Is there any a uh, key challenge, maybe a pivotal moment in your life where things changed or it was a really difficult time and you made it through. I'm sure there's been plenty in like the fourth quarter, right? Two minutes left. There's probably right. a bunch of those, but anything that comes to mind that you could share with us about overcoming challenges? You know, I'm in my 12th season as the head basketball coach and just fit the 15th year of teaching and coaching overall. And there's been really good years and really bad years um, as far as the win and loss records are, are concerned. Um, but every year has been good in terms of the relationships that I've been able to create, been part of people I've met. Um, and, and I've just, I've been asked that question before and, the, my, my answer is always the same. I'm just so incredibly blessed that I, I've, I've had a good run of, of things, you know, I've had, like I said, bad seasons, but the, the people around me have always been just so joyous to work with. Um, so I, I can't think of a, a particular hardship that I've had to endure um, because, you know, winning and losing ball games, it, Man, I get to I get to win and lose ball games for a living. I'm just a lucky guy, um, <laughs> you know. So the the biggest challenge I've had just over the past ten years is being a father. Um, mm. You know, being being a consistent daddy, being yeah. there, providing um, the the extra stress, knowing that um, I'm doing it for them. I think has has been something that has kept me up at night, you know, just making sure that I'm giving them my all, um, not just while I'm home, but also on on my job, making sure I'm doing the very best at my job so I can continue to pro provide for them. Um, you know, that, that's been something that keeps me going, um, but also something that, that can, you know, provide some angst every once in a while. Yeah. So how do you you mentioned wins and losses. And as a coach, you've learned to navigate some games you win, some games you lose, some seasons are great, some seasons you want to forget about them, pretend they never happened. <laughs> mm -hmm. As far as the win and loss record goes, mm -hmm. how are you able to communicate that? How much of a challenge is it? How do you get that through to your players who, I mean, live and die by are we going to win or are we going to lose the bus ride home is always great if you've won it's not right. that great if you lost how are you able to how do you communicate that and teach that to your players that it's not always about winning and losing when it 
in my mind as a player, it's all about winning and losing. What are you talking about? Well, Fred, you, you said you, you grew up playing basketball and we're, we're, an, we're an athlete. Do you remember every game you ever won? No. Do you remember every game you ever lost? I remember most of them because the, I was fortunate enough to be on teams that did not lose very many games. Okay. So I, I remember the losses painfully. <laughs> okay. but, but, but I guarantee you your best memories are the relationships you had within that team. Very true. And the goofy things you did on the bus or the goofy things you did in the locker room or, or that time coach got really mad at y'all. You know, those are the things you remember. Um, and that's that's why we do what we do. Um, we're we're providing memories and we're teaching lessons. Um, and I tell my kids every single day, I love them like they were my own children. I'm going to coach them and push them like they were my own children. And we're never going to let our value be dictated by a scoreboard. Hmm. Uh, and our, our value is much greater than that. And if we can put our value into each other, and if we can, if we can put our work in, work in for each other, then eventually we're going to get the result we want. Um, but we just can't be staring at the scoreboard stressing about it. We've got to do all of the other things. We got to care for each other. We got to work for each other. When you do those things, you get the results that you really want. Very good. That's great. Is there any particular, with this being winning, winning minds, is there any mindset or a way of thinking that you have realized in your own life is critical has been critical to your success we've touched on many things so far in this conversation so even if it's one that we might have touched on if you want to focus on that a little more but a specific thought that you had to change way of thinking in your own life or something that you realize is absolutely necessary and you make sure to make it a part of the way that you think and approach life it's a way of thinking is there anything that you would want to highlight and to share with us today? So I'm a, I'm a natural warrior. Um, yeah, you know, I, I truly do have probably a touch of anxiety. Um, and one of my favorite passages in scripture comes from Matthew, where he talks about not worrying. Mm. Uh, if if the, God's going to uh, make sure all the, the birds are fed in the world, what, won't he make sure you're fed? Um, you know, so so I pull strength from 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 my faith, um, but to also know that I can't go through this life worrying about everything. I have to put my head down, be faithful, work hard, and uh, the the worries seem to take care of themselves. Very good, very good. What is one good book that you have read that you would recommend to people? So uh, I'll go, I'm going to go with two here. Um, one is uh, just being, I'll, I'll use my theology degree, which I don't get to use very often. <laughs> um, uh, it was really expensive. So I use it when I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're, you know, if you're interested, you know, a lot of people want to want to read the Bible. How, how do I read the Bible? I always kind of say to start with the book of Mark. Um, it's the shortest the most concise it's the most direct to the point um and if you if you want to know about the the gospel message mark is a great place to start um but uh on on kind of the the coaching winning and losing side um there's a southern author uh 
named Pat Conroy, and he wrote a lot of um, wrote a lot of great novels. Um, but he wrote one called My Losing Season, which is about a losing season that he had while playing at uh, the Citadel, and uh, it, it it just kind of marks a lot of great great points of the some of the 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 things that you gain while having a losing season. Um, you know, you think you're acquiring this losing record, but in, well, that's true. You're also, also inquiring some um, life skills that'll always stay with you. Yeah, you know, you can still learn a lot. You might be losing, but you might actually be learning more than had you won every game. That's right. That's powerful. And it's, it's interesting, it's funny, you mentioned the, the book of Mark. That is my, of all of the gospels, that's my favorite because to me, it's the most action packed. It's like, bam, bam, bam. Right. Something's always happening. And that is one of the, I constantly reread that one. So it's a, a, a shared, a shared enjoyment of, of the book as well. So that's excellent. Yeah. And the author was Pat Conroy. Yes. Pat Conroy, my losing season. Very good. And to close it off, what is one good habit? that you have implemented in your life that you would recommend others implement in their life? Um, so I, I, I go back to my college football experience. My uh, head football coach, Ken Sparks, um, one of the winningest co college coaches of all time, um, he had something called Eagle Time, which was five minutes early. So at the, the very first day of practice, he would make us all set our watches to five minutes earlier than what the time really was. Um, and then our goal was, or not our goal, our standard was to be five minutes earlier than that. So if practice started at four, we were to be ready to practice at 3.50 because we were gonna be five minutes earlier of Eagle, Eagle time. Um, and that's just, I'm always the first in meetings. I'm always, you know, I, I prioritize people's time by being early. Um, and if you're, if you're, if you strive to be five minutes earlier than your five minutes, uh, you'll never be late for anything. Wow. And to test a testimony to that coach Griffin joined this podcast before I joined it, I do it through zoom and I went in to open it up and it said, he's waiting on you. And I, he's in the waiting room for the, for the, the, the recording already. So He's true to his word. He does do it. He was early yes, to this. He was on time, eagle time. That's it. That's good. I have one friend. He said, if you can't be on time, be early. Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and post a comment. And then tell two people today about Winning Minds. I hope you'll join us on the next episode. But until then, keep your mind healthy and keep winning with the Winning Minds podcast. Mm -hmm.